What's up, everybody? You're listening to Out of the Box Podcast with your host, D-Star. Enjoy the show! What's up, everybody? This is your host, D-Star, here with... Jerome Dillard. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. How about yourself? I cannot complain. I'm blessed and highly favored. For the people that don't know you, can you give us a little bit of insight about who you are? Before I do anything, I just want to thank you for having me here, man. I am just so ecstatic about spending this time and chopping it up with you tonight. I really appreciate that. I'm Jerome Dillard. I'm from... Uh, the city of Chicago. I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. I've been in Madison for about 25 years now. Got out of prison here 25 years ago. I'm just feeling good about life and meeting young people who are uh, who are leading the charge and uh, changing a system that uh, just has been so corrupt. And I, I, I'm looking forward to chopping it up with you about that and what I'm seeing around the country. Uh, but so, you know, to start off, I'm, I'm Jerome Dillard. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> so, Jerome, can, uh, let's start off by telling the people, like, what exactly did you go to prison for and how long? My crimes were blue-collar crimes. I, I grew up, I inspired to be a hustler at a very young age. We started getting money at a very young age. I chose a lifestyle of being a hustler. Uh, it led me to prison three times. How long did you go to prison for uh, altogether? 13 years. In those 13 years, I know that it changed you a lot. What was the book that kind of flipped the light? It was the Bible. I was a late bloomer going to prison. I was 28, 29 years old when I first went to prison. It consists of three incarcerations and three different systems, Illinois, the federal system, and here in uh, the state of Wisconsin. Altogether, 13 years of my life. It was a growing experience, but the book that changed my life was uh, I would tap into that that was put into me as a child, and that is the Word of God. I've been blessed all my life. I have to say that. I look back in prison on where I saw God's hand on me. I began to appreciate it more. I hungered for a community that was loving, people who weren't using drugs and chasing women and not having peace because you don't know when it's all going to come to a boil. For a long period, I thought I couldn't have that. I didn't deserve that. And I would see people who were living good lives and, and how they looked and the glow that they had. And it was something that I longed for, but, you know, didn't think it was possible for me. For the people that doesn't know about Expo, can you tell us about that? I am the executive director of Ex-Incarcerated People Organizing, which is also known as Expo. We're a group of formerly incarcerated people who formed a statewide organization of and by those who are affected by the, the criminal legal system. I've been doing this work for about 20 years now. I started out in 2005. Actually, I was volunteering before then with the organization in Madison called Madison Area Urban Ministry. I was one of the first to be what we call a re-entry specialist. We have many terms and, and different levels of re-entry today, but there was no money being put into this. So this is way before peer support specialists. Oh, way before. But, you know, it was something that we did organically with one another in Voices Beyond Bars, which was formed in 2003, 2005. I started doing the work as uh, the president of Voices Beyond Bars which was around for 11 years doing re-entry work in the Madison area. In 2014, 
a group of individuals from Madison and from Milwaukee were seeing each other at events like treatment instead of prison, rallying and coming together with this organization, Wisdom, uh, which is a statewide faith-based organization. When I met them, they had a campaign called Treatment Instead of Prison, which did morph into what we call treatment alternatives and diversions today. That that came out of the Treatment Instead of Prison uh, campaign, which very, very underfunded. It's something that we were able to get done. I think today they put $6 million or something like that into uh, treatment alternatives and diversions. No, $12 million. It got little funding back then. And uh, we were all seeing each other at the Capitol in uh, different rallies. And we, we started talking and said, hey, uh, men and women— uh, begin to talk about what it looked like for us to have a statewide organization of and by formerly incarcerated people. And so in 2014, we formed, we became an org, an affiliate of Wisdom in 2017. And in 2020, Expo became its own 501c3. We're wow. still partners with Wisdom. Of course, we, we were And for the people that don't know what a 501 501- C3 is, that's a nonprofit organization. Yes, that's correct. Of and by formerly incarcerated people. We are a organizing advocacy organization. We work on laws. Right now we're working, our campaign is to pass a bill called Unlock the Vote in this season of getting out the vote to unlock the vote, which ties into our voting rights because we have 45,000 plus in the community who are paying taxes, who are working, but yet and still they cannot vote. They do not have any say in who represents their community, who represents their children's school board, or even who the senator is. I have no say, but we're paying taxes. So we, we're saying taxation without representation from the beginning of the founding of this country was wrong. And it's still wrong today. That's why this country was formed, because they were being taxed and they had no say in how the country was being ran. And that's very important because people think that, okay, I can't vote. And if you're on probation or parole, that is true, but that is not true for everywhere in the country. Some places in the in the country, you get out of prison, you served your time, all of your voting rights and all of your things have been reinstated automatically. But what Expo is trying to do is trying to fight for our rights to come home and be productive citizens like everybody else. We're one of the only Midwestern states who still use felony disenfranchisement simply because you're on paper, some form of paper or supervision. You cannot Supervision being probation or parole. Right. But in Michigan, in Illinois, in, in Minnesota, you can vote once you're back into in the community. Soon as you're out, we should not lose our vote, period. But that's uh, another fight that we're we're engaged in. There's a national fight today amongst impacted people, some big businesses who are saying the 13th Amendment should be stricken from the Constitution. That's what binds us into this form of slavery. When you have 2.5 million people who are uh, locked up and many, you know, like myself, I made 11 cents an hour institutionalized. 11 cents an hour, not being able to vote, an old Jim Crow tactic that they've used for years. But I've seen 
over the years, many states changing some of those laws. You know, that's why I don't use reform, because when you reform something, you're tinkering with it. We need a real transformation of our criminal legal system today. What is Expo's call to action? Well, our call to action is for individuals who believe what we're fighting for is right to join this fight with us. Formerly incarcerated, directly impacted people can't do it alone. We need our allies. So just to switch gears here, we're going to talk about the Department of Corrections. What do you feel that the DOC is doing right? I will say that under the current administration, we have seen some change. For over eight years, uh, when the GOP had the governorship in the state, there were 150 people paroled during that administration time. Which is not a lot of people. That is zero. We still, uh, we had over 3,000 lingering in there. And not to get too deep uh, into the political side, but I just read in an article that one of the people that are that's currently running for governor has called for our current governor to stop all parole. He doesn't want him to parole anybody else. It just seems like it's a a prerequisite to if he were to win, he would not parole anyone. And a lot of people are in an uproar about that because it's like when people have served their time or when people you've done 18 years off a 20 year bit, you know, and you've been reformed has actually earned their right to be back in society We should give them that opportunity. It's that tough on crime rhetoric. You know, lock them up, keep them locked up as long as you can. Uh, In the state of Wisconsin, they don't even care how much it costs. It's my belief. Uh, The fact is uh, um, they're using something for politics, and it's a lie. The only way to counter a lie is with the truth. And for to uh, one part of me, I am glad that they're, uh, from my understanding, what I heard today was that they're uh, uh, they coming up with the numbers, how many were paroled uh, and, and how many were uh, registrants, which are uh, uh, sex offenders. We do not use those terms. They are registrants. I, I do want to make that disclaimer, uh, who are uh, referred to as sex offenders. It was uh, 44 and uh, 300 and something uh, who were just who were released on the on the parole system. But I know personally that all we have to do is say we can bring every one of them into a room who was paroled to show you that this is this is just a ploy to say this is why crime is up. We're the solution to crime, to be honest with you. Uh, but, the, you know, the game of politics, man, you know, and for for individuals to just go out and use bold-faced lies, even the sheriff here in Dane County took a picture with a man, uh, uh, and they're saying, look, the sheriff is with this sex offender who's wanted a lot. I say that to say, you know, we the only thing we can do is counter it with the truth. Tell us what the recidivism rate is. Can you go into detail about what the ultimate goal for Expo is in a perfect world when or if everyone was to get on board and support what would the state look like? My vision is to see a place where those who have lived experience 
have the opportunity to make a, a living working with our own people. Us mentoring, each one teach one. I know it works. I've watched it work over the years amongst a, a very small group. But we should be providing services. I told you earlier, we are an advocacy organizing organization. I right now am troubled with that because I know our people need services. They need opportunity. And so it's pulling us out of just the advocacy organizing role where we can start providing housing. That's something we're really, really looking at right now. And I believe 2023 may be our year to really start uh, launch a housing opportunity uh, in the state. It's just, you know, uh, it costs money and we need the funding. Again, we, you know, I, I spoke about an organization that's getting all the funding, multi-year contracts. And I, I talked to the governor and the secretary of the department about how contracts are done. So my vision for Expo is to be a strong service provider without their money, uh, being able to take care of our brothers and sisters and, and bring them home in love and, and walk alongside of them, create positive, loving environment for ourselves. I've seen it happen. I've been a part of it. It works. That's where I like to see Expo go as an organization. Continue to organize. We need to advocacy too. We need to be at the table. You know, nothing about us without us. Continue to push for that. Uh, being at hearings and talking down bills and testifying against them, uh, and some occasions for bills. Yeah, actually, today is National Voter Registration Day. So I just had to check my status to make sure I was good. Okay, my but I man. had to update my uh, my address. So I was like, oh, let me get back. Oh, let me get okay. back right. <laughs> yeah, they, they look for any reason to snatch you off the, the road absolutely so it's like hey i gotta make sure i'm good so when it comes time to cast my ballot i know i'm yeah. right yeah they have early voting too if if have to be you know <laughs> you know we want to we just want to make sure that you know we're informed voters also and that's something that expo has tried to do through its people in politics Mm. We've been around the, the state. We brought candidates into the barbershop and uh, art galleries in different places around the state to talk to us about what they the platforms that they were running on. Had a pretty good success with this, taking it back to the barbershop. Right. You know, so, you know, being informed uh, voter is important also. But it never surprised me how many people can vote uh, who served that time, men and women, think they can't vote because it's been graded and them felons can't vote. And that's, it's so important. It's so important for us to touch on because a lot of people don't actually know here in Wisconsin what the actual law is. So let's break that down. Okay. If you are incarcerated, formerly incarcerated, you need to hear this so that you know what your rights are. So a lot of people think just because you have a felony that you cannot vote. I'm here to tell you, Mr. Dillard is here to tell you that it, that is not true. Okay. You can actually still be in jail or prison and vote just because you're convicted of a crime doesn't mean you can't vote. There's certain limitations. And Mr. Dillard is going to break that down for us. If you're convicted of a misdemeanor, you can still vote. If you're in jail with charges pending and are not on felony paper, you can vote. If you're in the community and you're on misdemeanor paper, you can vote. So that is so true about it. But just like and even the 13th, if you're, you, you just came home from prison and you're done with your paper, as soon as you're done with your paper, you can register to vote no matter 
the what the, the charge was, right. you know, if you, whether it's a felony or not, felons can still vote. They just can't be on felony probation or parole. Mm-hmm. So that's very important for people to understand. Don't think that, oh, I got a felony. I can never vote again. Mm-hmm. That is not true. That is correct. That is correct. And, you know, it just come with educating and talking to our, our brothers and sisters and making sure that, you know, to ask them. It amazes me how many times individuals say, yeah, I can't vote. I'm a felon. But that's what you're giving. And it's all, I just don't blame the individuals. Right away, I got a letter saying my some of my civil rights had been reinstated. I got it in the mail a week or so after I got out. And then all of a sudden, over the years, uh, and talking to people, I'm, I'm seeing that very few are getting a notification that some of their civil rights have been reinstated. Ignorance of the law is not yep. a defense, right? So true. So it is, as adults, it is, it's on us to educate ourselves to be on informed. what's going on. So we can't, I'm not, you know, it's up to you. So it's like, use your time wisely. Use your time educating yourself, reading, staying up to date on what's going on spiritually and stay in tune with what's going on uh, politically, stay in tune with what's going on in the world because it's in, it, you still live in the world. Even though you're in prison, you still live in the world and one day you will come home. So it, it's, it's very important. So what's next for Expo? We have our Exponential, our annual banquet coming up November 12th. We do it at Monona Terrence, a good time, and it's called Celebrating Life. And we give some awards to individuals who have just been outstanding in our state and doing this work and thank them for their support, whatever, you know. Right. Uh, it's uh, November 12th at uh, Monona Terrence. We'll get started about 5, and uh, we have good music, uh, good food, good times, and it's a good time to network also. So how can people sign this petition? One way is going to our website, Wisconsin. Org. Can they also donate to that same website? Yes, you can donate to the website. Please get on, sign the petition, come out and see us. We have other things going on now. Uh, I just want to raise up November 12th, Exponential Annual Banquet. It's a fundraiser. Come on out and make a donation. Absolutely. Well, Jerome, I really appreciate you coming. You gave us a lot to think about and a lot of information. So thank you for your time. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. Hopefully you'll have me back. Absolutely. I'm D-Star. Until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to Out of the Box Podcast, an inspiring show advocating for our current and former inmates and their families in Wisconsin. Are you interested in starting your own podcast? Click our affiliate link or Buzzsprout for all your podcast hosting needs. You can also support the show by clicking our support link in the description.